Coming up on Chasing the Natty, guest month finishes with a bang as we bring on two more guests to bring back the ever so popular game, the Price is Right CFF Edition. We have two awesome contestants today with the man himself, Eric Froton, and the Gridiron Scholar, John Lobb. We'll see which one has a better grasp on the ADP of CFF this year in five rounds of fun and games. All this and more coming right after this. Junior touchdown! Marvelous Mark! Ball next to the all-time drop down for Franklin! A majestic touchdown! This is Chasing the Natty, a college fantasy football podcast. All right, welcome in everybody. This is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chasing Natty podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful ride to your work on this Monday morning. Well, April has come and gone. We are finishing up here. I believe this will be the May 1st when this comes out. So technically you're right outside of guest month, but whatever. We're recording this in April, so we're continuing to call it a part of guest month. We got an awesome finale for you guys today. Got two wonderful guests titans of the cff industry oh, over the last well, decade i would say it is awesome to have both of them on here pretty much i would say their podcast was one of the podcasts that inspired me to start ctn in the first place specifically back when they did work for fan tracks with the cff on campus podcast but everybody please welcome on mr eric froton and john lob eric we'll start with you man how are you doing today I'm doing great. We're in the stretch run here, coming into the, the home stretch for the NFL draft. I know John feels the same way. I'm ready to get this over with, turn the page, and talk some CFF. Yes, sir. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I couldn't agree with Eric Moore. Um, I've been doing the NFL draft since January. I've got my CFF rankings done, but I want to dig deeper, and I've been publishing my Debbie rankings. So I'm ready to go on to the next page now. Let's get the draft over with. Let's find the landing spots and let's move on to college fantasy football. Yes, sir. And I think this would be a great way to get you guys in the mood for college fantasy moving forward. For those of you who don't know what we are doing today, last year I decided to come up with a CFF style game show based on the ever popular Price is Right TV show. I used to watch it all the time when I went over to my grandmother's house. She would always have it on. I loved it. It's a great entertainment. I figured, hey, you know what? In college fantasy, we have something very, or just fantasy in general, we have something very similar to prices, and that is ADP in general, which, quick uh, explanation, ADP, average draft position, where people are going in drafts, because that's how much you're spending to get some of these players. So it's kind of like a price. We're going to do that with our favorite college fantasy players today. We got five rounds here, and our two contestants, of course, are Mr. Eric Froton and John Lobb. They bring the energy. I bring the game. We'll get started here in a second. Basic overall format of the show. Five rounds, different game each round. Each round will start with me naming a player. And then both Froton and Lob have to type in what they think is their the ADP of the player. Whoever gets closer 
will go first in the round, and that person will also be competing for more points in the round than the person who comes in second for the round. At the end, after five rounds, we'll tally up the total number of points, and whoever has the most points after five rounds will win the second version of CFF, the Price is Right, excuse me, Price is Right CFF edition. So, gentlemen, let's get started. But first, I have to do one little thing, and that is give my spiel. You guys know I have to do it. <laughs> if you are supporting, if you want to support what we are doing over here with College Fantasy Football, the best thing you can do is go over and subscribe to CampusToCanton.com. We got a ton of great stuff over there. We got tools, we got rankings, we got ADP, uh-huh. Froton, rep here today. Oh, God, Froton, love you, man. Um, <laughs> tons and tons of great stuff. All Everything you need for your CFF, C2C, Devi leagues, and honestly, your regular NFL leagues as well. We got tons of great NFL analysts over there as well. So go check all of that out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. All of those wonderful things I do, I ask you to do on a week-by-week basis. You guys have been doing a great job with that recently. Again, we got that goal of hitting 1,000 subscribers by the time the season starts. So we are on our way to doing that. So, And if you're already subscribed, go ahead and reach out to some of your college football buddies. Send them on over our way. Again, shout out to Luke for getting, I believe, 15 to 12 to 15 people to subscribe in just the last two weeks. So he has been killing it on that. Be more like Luke is all I'm saying. Last but not least, if you're listening to this on podcasts, make sure you uh, follow us wherever you're listening and you leave those five-star reviews wherever you can. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into the first round. But before we get started, we got to go figure out who is going to go first. So the first player I have here for both of you, I need you to tell me the ADP of one Dorian Singer wide receiver usc now do you mean number one clarification yes do i want just amongst the wide receivers or overall overall so you want you you want the you want the raw number of adp so if you think that they're going in the middle of the fourth round that would be like an adp of 42 Gotcha, gotcha. And do you want us to do it fractionally? I know that you have the ADP by uh, down to tenths. So do you want us to go down to tenths like it's fractional scoring? Or if you really want to, Froton, I will not stop you. I think it might be easier (laughs) if you just keep it to whole numbers. Okay. I've got my, I'm ready. All right, go ahead and DM me. I sent it to you, Jared. All righty. I'm in. Got one. And got two. All righty. John, you put down an ADP of 59. So you're thinking tail end of the fifth round versus Froton. You put down 26. Dorian Singer has an ADP of 29.1. Right in the middle of the third round, typically. So Froton, you will be going first. And our first game here will be a game called Any number so how this game worked which by the way before we get too far into this if you're listening to this episode on podcast i highly recommend you come and watch the youtube version of this show it's just gonna make things a lot easier so basically how this game works is there are 10 numbers up on the screen there are three different players the adp of all three of those players will include one of each of those 10 numbers so zero to nine 
Froton, you are going to give me a number, and I will show you where it is on this grid here. You have Tail in green. If you get his ADP, it'll be all. It'll be you'll get all five points for the round. If you get Jalen White, you get two. If you fill out Antoine Wells, you get zero points. Oh, so Froton. Okay. I'm going to go with the first number, one. And you have one of the numbers from Talon Green's ADP. I figured it might go that direction. Uh, I will now go with... Thinking, y'all. I'm going with zero. All right, going with zero... And you have the second, excuse me, second number in Jalen White's ADP. So you got one number from Taylor Green and one number from Jalen White. Okay, I'm going to go with four. Four. Let's see where we go with that. And you got the second number in Taylor Green's ADP. So you are looking at two more for Taylor Green in those juicy five points. Zero of the ones of the numbers from Antoine Wells ADP. So you're looking really good here, Froton. Yeah, let me try to stay high here because I, I have an idea of where you know, I think Wells, if John has any say in it, is going pretty high. I know John loves him. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go with an eight. All right, let's go with an eight. And you have the last number in Taylor Green's ADP. You only need one more from Taylor Green's ADP for those juicy five points, Froton. Where do you go next? Two. Two. And you have the last <clears throat> number in Antoine Wells' ADP. So you have, or excuse me, I should say the third one. I keep saying the last one. That's probably giving people an idea that like you're getting that pointage. Okay. So you have one more in Taylor Green, two more numbers in Jalen White, and two more numbers in Antoine Wells. So where do you go next, Proton? Three. And you have another number from Antoine Wells there. So, Froton, you have one number left to get with Taylor Green, but you just picked up two of the numbers from Antoine Wells' ADP. Where do you go next, Froton? You're on thin ice here now, buddy. Nine. Nine. And you pick up another number from Jalen White's ADP. You're going to get some points or no points here on this yeah, next huh? guess, Froton. All right, so we're down to five, six, seven. Five, I, I six, seven. nibbled at the margins throughout the entirety <laughs> of this because I think I know that Wells is in that range, that four, five, six range, and I want to stay away from it. Um, John loves Wells. I know he does. He's been <laughs> taking him so high. I'm going to go with the six because I think Wells is in the 40s or 50s. All right, we're going with the six. And that's ah! Antoine Wells. Zero points for Froton on that one after starting off so well. We'll go ahead and finish out the numbers here. Dylan Green was going at 145.8 and Jalen White going at 90.7. Unfortunate there at the end of Froton. What do you guys quickly, so this is actually an educational podcast for those listening. What do you guys think of each of these ADPs? 
Job, you didn't go. John, yeah, you didn't okay. go. So what do you think? I think Taylor Green's a steal. I love the Boise State quarterback there. He's like the perfect best ball third quarterback because he's going to hit 35 to 40 points twice. Yep. And I don't have to predict it in best ball because he's going to have that three touchdown game. He's going to go bonkers, you know, with like two throwing touchdowns, 250 yards. I love him there. Jalen White, I like him, but Georgia Southern throws the ball. It's a pain, you know, I do think he's going to be good. I think they're going to play a little bit more defense, possibly, than they did last year, Georgia Southern. So I like Jalen White. And and Froton was right. I love Antoine Wells. Hey, it might sound crazy, but Spencer Rattler was good down the stretch. What if he just takes a little bump forward, not looking for a huge leap forward, just continued improvement? Wells is the best weapon in that passing game. So I do like Wells, especially as a third or second. Second, but love him as a third wide receiver. So, John, I have to ask you, like, you're not feeling Jalen White, but he was a top 12 running back throughout a good chunk of 2022, even though Georgia Southern was passing the ball a ton. Now, are you afraid that something else is going to happen to him? Because it feels like if they do that again, he should be a good value where he's going right now. Now, if I, and if my memory, isn't he a little on the smaller side? Yes, sir. I think he's on the smaller side and a G5 running back on the smaller side I always tend to have a little bit of reluctance and I just don't know if he'll get the touchdown equity that he did last year. If that disappears and we have a change of quarterback, Mm -hmm. right? We were mentioning Kyle Van Trees before the show. Whenever you have a change of quarterback, you're never, to me, you're never guaranteed that it's going to be the same offense with the same pecking order. So I guess there's just a little bit of trepidation there with White. No, fair enough. And OJ Arnold did look really good in their bowl game with White being out with an injury. Froton, your quick thoughts on these three guys. Yeah, as far I agree with uh, Taylor Green. Absolutely. That's why I went with the zero. I was like, is Green, like, is he in the hundred, you know, range? But no, he's in the forties, you know? So I was obviously, I was wrong. Um, I think that's a great deal. Like John's saying, especially in a best ball format, Uh, he runs, if it's four point per passing touchdown in the archaic leagues that I can't stand because it should be six points per passing touchdown because I believe in equality, as we all know. Of course. Uh, as you do too, Jared. I know you're a, you're a disciple. So um, I think just in, in terms of those leagues, extra value, uh, great deal at the 145 range. I even think in six point per passing touchdowns leagues, that's a pretty good one because, you know, with Boise State, they're the, they're the alphas. Yep. Them, you know, look at Fresno State, the turnover they have at that particular program. Everybody's gone, except from Lee Sherrod, pretty much. But, you know, whatever. I just think you got the dominant primordial beast in the mat in the Mountain West, and Green is a great shot. Jalen White, sure, why not? Jared makes a good point. You know, down the stretch, despite being rather diminutive, uh, that is sort of a you know, smaller backs through the Heltons. You know, if you look at um, – you know, up at Western Kentucky, you, they typically prefer smaller backs. And obviously, when you have a more passing-oriented system, they want satellite guys. So yep. um, I understand that tendency, and that makes sense. I do think, you know, 90 is probably – it's higher than I would have pegged him for. Um, I, I do see in terms of, you know, some of the best balls that we have, which are two tight end 
formats. So that drastically tilts the playing field. You know, you start seeing, um, you know, Eric all is a 13th rounder, uh, you know, Trent Penix, NC state is a ninth rounder. You're not going to see that in a one tight end league, but so it pushes guys down, but you, I pretty much been seeing white in the 110 range or so. So to see that he's 90 uh, is something I certainly have to be aware of and will certainly adjust uh, if I do want to acquire him. And then Antoine Wells, as, uh, as stated by John, you know, electric, I'm not hearing a, you know, the national guys talk about, South Carolina as a potential uh, dark horse candidate over there in the SEC. But I think they're going to be probably be better than people realize, just judging from the experience they have coming back. Obviously, the Frozen, you the, can't you know, say that to a Georgia fan over here. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know if they're going to be challenging the dogs just yet. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like, they're not hey. challenging the dogs. But. You said dark horse for the SEC. That means they got to beat Georgia. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard anybody talking about them as dark as yeah, I said. I think national. they're going to be better. I don't, I don't think they're getting the credit because, I mean, look, it, Kentucky, there goes Levis. Liam Cohen's back, but that's kind of a, a rebuild. If if Georgia's going to be vulnerable, it's now. It certainly was in the last two years. At least you have some kind of changeover. So here's I like your shot. Florida. I don't think Florida Tennessee. Not- yeah, Flor- Florida is, is not. I don't want, Why bother? Tennessee, I mean, you're changing over QBs. Is it going to be the Joe Milton show? Does Nico take over? You know, so like at least you have some movements. No Bryce Young for Alabama. There's a lot of moving pieces this year that just it's usually not like that. Yeah, South Carolina, why not? Antoine Wells, obviously, he's already a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, You know he's going to get the volume. I think you could peg him for about 120, 130 targets. I feel pretty good about that. So, uh, yeah, rock and roll, 63. Alrighty, let's put John Lobb on the bench here, or not on the bench, uh, on the spot here with his round of players here. Again, John, including for playing for less points, you also got a little bit harder players to deal with here. You got Caleb Johnson, (laughs) the running back out of Iowa. You got John Rice Plumley, the quarterback out of UCF. And you have LaQuint Allen, the running back out of Syracuse, taking over for Sean Tucker over there, but Lav, you get any points here. You take the lead despite not being, or despite not winning the initial bit of the round there. So, John, start us off here. What number zero through nine are you going with first? I'm going to grab from um, my competitor there. I'm going to go one because I think Caleb Johnson's in the hundreds. So, let me go one. There you go. Yeah, I have kind of the W. You know, I, I, I just think that's the easiest one to say. Who's the highest? So let me see. Caleb Johnson, if I think he's one. I don't think he's a 170, 180, 190. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's that high. So let me go with number five. Let me see where number five falls and on And you the- get the second number in Caleb Johnson's ADP. So John, with a great start here, but oh, lest man. we forget, Froton started off well too. So don't choke like the Atlanta Falcons here, Lob. <laughs> I can pull the Matt Ryan. Um, let me see here. Um, so would he be the high 150s or the low 150s? Um, LeQuint might be the low. That's in the middle. So I'm going to go four. Give me number four. Your f- number four is coming up, and you have the third number in John Rice Plumley's ADP. 
It doesn't help me anywhere when you get the <laughs> decimal point. Um, <laughs> let me try. Uh, do I want? Um, let me uh, six. Let me try six. All right, six coming up, and you have the Ooh. second number in John Rice Plumley's ADP. Guess I could get a point. So I guess I have a little wiggle room here because I have got nothing with Mr. Allen. Um, Rice, let's see. So is he 76, 86? Uh, let me go seven. Seven. And you have the first number oh. in LaQuint Allen's ADP. But you still have two more in that spot. Only one yeah. more to get in John Rice Plumley, but still two more to get with Caleb Johnson. Let me go an extreme here. Let me go number eight. Number eight coming right up, and that's the last number in LaQuint Allen's ADP. So, John, uh, <laughs> you're getting in a little bit of trouble here, buddy. No, now I'm in trouble. Let's see. <laughs> and a zero counts, correct? Yes, I can zero counts. Zero. So I know zero cannot be John. I guess, could you have gone? No, he can't be pick six overall. So he can't, zero can't be Plumley. Um, 70.8150. Let me think. Um. 70 would put me in. Let me go zero. I'm going to try the zero. Hope it's not Allen. And there's the third number in LaQuint Allen's ADP, 70.8. For the, for reference, everybody else, John Rice Plumley taken at 96.4. And then you have Caleb Johnson taken at 153. Oh, three in the two. Which, which is putting him down i would say if i'm doing the math am i correctly hey, oh my god that's 13th round. round yeah wow 13th round. yeah 12 is 144 yep, yep. so after all of that we have a riveting score of zero to zero <laughs> well done gentlemen uh froton we'll start with you your thoughts on caleb johnson john rice plumley and laquint allen here what do you think of their adps overall First, what I think about LaQuint Allen is his parents missed an incredible NIL opportunity with LaQuinta Inns. One more A at the end of that first name. And I bet you that's a six-figure deal, the way I think he's probably going to be running this year. You know, you have to think about these sponsorship opportunities now with naming rights. Uh, 70.8. That's actually, I was just looking at our last. Wait, actually, real quick, um, Frotong, why not just do LaQuint A? And then, boom, you got LaQuinta. Oh wow! Do we? What's his middle name? I have no. You know, that's a great. Name. Hopefully, hopefully we can get this out to him, and maybe he'll, uh, you know, be able to to help out our friend Mr. Allen. But I did want to point out that in the last best ball draft, we've done five of these uh, with a, a crew of the Intelligentsia, and <laughs> Mr. Allen, as stated, it's a the Illuminati of CFF. The Illuminati, yes. The Illuminati. Yes. Bohemian Grove. We all got together and you know we're doing our things here. There's a big owl that we have. <laughs> Anyways, uh Lucant Allen went the end of the tenth round. That's crazy. All right. Now we have two tight ends, obviously, oh, and that so cool. does push guys down because like you have to take tight ends, or you're mm -hmm. just you're holding the bag with two spots a week and, and good luck. You just can't do it. You can't win. So that pushes him down, but gosh, going from 70 to the end of the 10th round in a 12 team lead, that's 120, you know, exactly. Uh, wow, that's that's 50 spot difference in ADP. And apparently, I have to uh, make some adjustments with my next you know, draft here. Yeah, absolutely. Lob, your thoughts on Johnson, Plumley, or Allen? I like Caleb Johnson. I mean, 
He I did he get over a hundred or was a thousand or was it nine hundred yards? Like he was close, right? Yeah. And the Iowa offense could it be worse? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would be hard to say that it's going to be worse. So you're looking at historically a run base offense. And getting the start, I would, I think he'll win the starting job. I don't see the depth chart offering any real competition. So I'm getting a starting running back who, if he's healthy, should have 1,200 yards and maybe eight to 10 touchdowns. I think that I think I've gotten Caleb Johnson on two of my four teams because he's come at a very fair price. Yeah. So Johnson broke. 800 yards barely oh, last year but six touchdowns and again he was a true freshman so he's gonna he's gonna have yes. to work his way into that starting lineup dude was an absolute monster down the stretch for them oh, mm-hmm. come on espn give me- yeah big bigs down the stretch i i can pick it up 200 yards against purdue there you uh, go there was I a mean, perfect. yeah he, he blew up from so pretty much from October 29th, where he had 14 for 88 against Northwestern and kind of took hold of the room because it was, you know, it was yeah, Gavin yeah. Williams. It was that hodgepodge. But once he – that it seemed like that October 29th game, from that point forward, it was his show. Yep. And other than, you know, an eight-carry, 43-yard performance against Minnesota, which had a lot to do with game script as opposed to, you know, talent. It was that, – that's – that is a rock fight of – the, most, the highest proportions and not something that you really want to watch. If if you can avoid it, nobody wants to see that game. So <laughs> hey, forgive him. Eric, that was the Neanderthals versus the Crow Magnus. Oh I my mean, goodness. That, that was just and that everybody was just lost. Punch in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody watching lost. I don't know either. Well, the good news is for Caleb Johnson is if uh Brian Ferentz is gonna get to that twenty-five points per game. He's going to be a huge, huge part of it because I don't know if they know how to throw to anybody else besides the running back or the tight ends. Yeah, so we'll absolutely. definitely see. And I took uh, I took Caleb Johnson in that the last draft that I had, as discussed, in the thirteenth round. So yeah, that was pretty much at ADP, dude. And I think that is probably you know it, just for perspective, the the uh, a few running backs taken beforehand, uh, Jacavius Marks, yep. Halani. John Lee Eldridge Air Force and then Caleb Johnson. So those are uh that's the the range that we're talking about there. I think Caleb Johnson's a pretty good shot. That especially with Holani got GT. Yeah, know. great, great shot there. Um I have what I call like break in case of emergency running backs where like if I don't like my start at running back, there's always a couple guys I can look for in like the early teen rounds. Caleb Johnson's absolutely one of those guys. Amen, brother. So Let's move on to the next game here. I'm going to tell you guys the player that I want you to guess the ADP of. And that is going to be Mr. Kade Klubnik, quarterback out of Clemson. So whenever you guys are ready, send that over to me, Kade Klubnik. Uh, coming in with Garrett Riley at offensive coordinator now. Took over after DJU last year. Just providing some context while these gentlemen are thinking it over i got one i I got two Ooh, this is close 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 gentlemen john you gave me an adp of 44 eric you gave me an adp of 86 so you guys are thinking very differently it's actually right in the middle pretty much of you two but john you barely are closer it is 66.2 oh squeaked it out johnny so, John, you were 22 away. Eric, you were 20. 
three, three. away. It actually was even closer than that because of the point two. So I think it's John was twenty two point two away. Eric, you were twenty two point eight away. So Lob, oh my god, you're oh, gonna get job, Johnny, you got me. <laughs> you're gonna get to go first on this next game, and this next game is one I like to call the people versus Ooh. the experts. No, this is not one of your traditional prices right games, but I think it was it is fun to always compare what experts are ranking these guys compared to what the public is doing with ADP. So what's going to happen here is I have three players up on the screen. I have their expert consensus ranking their, their, um, so like I have Malik Hornsby here. He is the 24th ranked quarterback among, amongst the experts. John, you are going to tell me whether that number is higher or lower among ADP. So this is the one time where you're going to be guessing the positional rank. Not the raw yeah, okay. ADP of it. Positional rank. Okay. So, like, if, if you think he is higher, you're going to say, or if you think he's QB 23, you're going to guess lower. If you're going to guess, Q, if you think he's QB 25, you're going to guess higher. It's not going to be that close. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm not, I'm not going to do that to y'all. But John Malik Hornsby, quarterback 24 among experts. Is that higher or lower amongst ADP? I believe that the number is going to be higher. I don't think the common. CFF fan, just the casual one, knows who Malik Hornsby is. So I'm going to say higher. All righty. Ryan O'Keefe, wide receiver at Boston College, coming over from UCF. A lot of people thinking he's going to take over that Zay Flowers role over there. Amongst experts, he is the wide receiver 34. What is he, or do you think he's higher or lower amongst the ADP? Great question. Difficult player. BC is kind of in the news with Zay Flowers. O'Keefe had some really good seasons at UCF. So I think he's a known commodity. And if you're going off production only, I think you'd be impressed with Ryan O'Keefe's numbers. I'm going to say that the the casual layman is lower on Ryan O'Keefe. Sounds good. By the way, I should explain the scoring for this one. So basically what's going to happen, if John gets all three of them right, he will get five points if he gets just one of them right, he will get two points. And then if, he, actually, no, if he gets two of them right, he gets two points. And then if he only gets one or none of them right, you will get zero points. So last but not least, John, you have Raymond Davis running back out of Kentucky coming over from Vanderbilt, taking over Chris Rodriguez. Currently the RB17 amongst experts. ADP-wise, is that number higher or lower with yeah, the ADP. So this is interesting. I've probably been watching Raymond Davis forever now. I've been a fan since he was at Temple. Was his yep. fifth year? He should get. He better get a Masters after all this. And I like Absolutely. you, Mr. Davis. I like. I just hope your son's taking advantage of the opportunities here. I'm going to go that the casual fan does not know that he is even at Kentucky. Maybe so. I'm going to say it is higher. All righty. So John going higher on Malik Hornsby at QB higher than QB 24. So he thinks he's going to be in the QB 25, 26 and higher. Ryan O'Keefe also going to go. I believe you said, you said higher on that one, correct? No, no. I said he, the the casual fans going to be lower. So he's going to be 33 up. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 33. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 33. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. And then Raymond Davis, you said the casual fan will be, it would be higher than RB17, so RB18+. plus. Yep. Let's find out how well you did here, John. 
Malik Hornsby, quarterback 24 amongst experts, is QB 18 amongst ADP. So, John, one strike already, buddy. You need to get both of these next two in order to get the points. So, with Brian O'Keefe, you said that he would be lower than wide receiver 34 amongst the experts. He is wide receiver 43 amongst ADP. So, John, unfortunately, you are taking home a fat zero for this round, unfortunately, as well. And then last but not least, Raymond Davis, RB17. Amongst the public in ADP, he is uh, running back 22 so you did get that last one right there john but you got one out of three so unfortunately you're going to take home zero points for this round froton my man you are up and we need to get some points somehow here so let's yeah, do somebody that. Out, yeah so That's let me actually. move our markers back over here you i got- will say i'm impressed that the public knows malik hornsby that well I, for those players, that's impressive to me. There are certain people who are willing to take Malik Hornsby as like a fifth, sixth round guy. They are like, yeah. they're wow. completely bought in on him. And I get it. It's just, I, I'm not quite there yet with it. Proton, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into yours here. You have the wide receiver Alex Adams out of Akron. You have Donovan Edwards running back out of Michigan and Benjamin Eurosek. Not the running back, stupid graphics. I'm firing whoever did that. Um, the tight end out of Stanford. Oh, my man. So, Froton. Nice. All right, what Alex I'm going to go with here, first okay. off. Alex Adams, uh, wide receiver 29 amongst experts, higher or lower? Well, first off, I want to get to Malik Hornsby. He went with the 510 pick, 5.10 was in the recent expert draft. It was Greg Brandt. Uh, so, okay. uh, Debbie Warehouse on to the twitter machine greg is excellent he's one of the best in the business in my opinion and uh what number was he's that been going that was that was the fifth round 10th pick so oh, okay. that's in the experts he's because of the rushing he's gonna yeah, run Greg's good yeah. greg's he, good very yeah, good he could have that sort of a malik cunningham 2021 effect where he ran for over 20 touchdowns so yep. that's what they're looking at in a, in cusa you know getting a feast on those bad defenses Hey, we don't care that he's not in the power five, so it doesn't matter. Uh, That being said, uh, getting back to where we're at, Alex Adams, I'm going to go under uh, wide receiver 29. I think he's going higher than that. All righty. So you think he will be wide receiver 28, 27 plus? Yes. Donovan Edwards, running back in Michigan, the ECR running back 23, higher or lower, Mr. Froton? I will be going lower again. I think he will be selected. All right, so you think he is going as the RB twenty two twenty one that Correct. direction? Again, I'm just clarifying this for every for everybody who's listening. Wow, you know what? Ooh, I don't. And I'm in Benjamin trouble, Jared. Yeah, like, I like I like the unders here. I, I'm going all unders. Okay, so <laughs> I guess this is like me in the props where I, I just I think it's a bad slate. <laughs> so I'm going under. All righty, and just to clarify for everybody, because Froton's going second, he is playing for a lower amount of points of so three, one, and zero. Same deal with John. If he gets two of them right, he gets one point. If he gets all three of them right, he gets the three points. And then if he gets one or zero, he will get zero points. There's my Eurosec Bowman University gold autograph. Here we go. Come through for me, Ben. All righty. Let's go ahead and get started with the first one. Alex Adams, ECR wide receiver 29. He is ADP wide receiver 23. Here we go, Johnny. I'll be real, Eric. I'm I'm impressed (laughs) you got that one. That one I was shocked by when I looked it up. I would think a, a wide receiver out of Akron would be going later. 
So good job to you on that one. He's too good. He's too good to go later. I knew. Oh, yeah. Donovan Edwards, running back in a Michigan ECR, running back 23. Amongst the public, he is running back 31. Ah, so, no. Roton, you are one and one so far. In order to get a point known. here, you got to be correct on Benjamin Uris. Okay, in my defense, in my defense, okay, in the last draft, I know this, take a drink, everybody at home. It's pretty much we're at that point. Judkins, Ellie, Corum, Sanders, one, two, three, four. Allen, five. Carson Steele, six. Cooper, seven. Trey Benson, eight. Donovan Edwards was the number nine running back taken in that That's expert draft. Crazy. Taken by last year's winner, Clint Carlson. So Clint Carlson did the best out of all our drafts last year in a best ball format with two tight ends. He took him in the third round. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just going by what I'm seeing here. Yeah, RB31 well, as, is as, wild. As we, as we can see, the, the experts are higher on Edwards than the Tell public is. is. Hey. So. Just letting the public know. All right, last but not <laughs> least, Benjamin Urasek, ECR tight end 11. He is going in ADP as the tight end 5. So, Eric, you get our first point of the game. After yeah. two yeah. rounds, we have a thrilling... Where's my Ben? There he is, one more time, just for you, Ben. <laughs> we have Gold, Bowman, you. Thrilling, oh, thrilling score of 1-0. to zero. Well done, oh, gentlemen. Um, a commanding 1-0 lead at that. Lob, you want to comment on any of these three guys real quick? I love Alex Adams. I think when... um, Remember we did the mock draft back in, what, was it February or March, Jared? And you asked us to record... Mm-hmm. I had mentioned that I had gotten Alex Adams way back then. I think he was a thousand yards. The Akron's going to play from behind. He's a good receiver. It's a transfer from a power five school. Yeah. So I'm all in on Alex Adams. Very nice. Very nice. I just realized a brutal mistake of mine. We'll figure that out here in a second, but for right <laughs> now, that finishes up the second round. We're going to go ahead and have you two put in your guess of the ADP for the next round. We can figure out who goes first there. We are going to have you guys guess the ADP of one tight end from Texas, Jatavian Sanders. Not a tight end premium, right? Just Not a, regular a, tight, just a regular tight end League. This might be difficult for you all since I know Froton, you've been doing yeah, this two I'm, tight ends, tight end premium. My perception leagues. is skewed of of Mr. Sanders. Oh, God, nah, he's probably second. really high in a tight end premium. Oh, he probably goes like second, second round. Rounder. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a second rounder, or sometimes wow. a first. I think he was a back end first in this one. He, he's, I, I will at least confirm. Yes, uh, he went with the third pick in the second round. So yeah, that that it, not a good comp. No, no, I would not I'm guess going, that ADP. Uh, nah, nah. I'm going to go with again. All right, I, I'm in. I'm in. All right, you got you got your number in. All right, there we go. I'm I'm probably too high on. I'm probably, it's got to be lower. Right now. Lob, you put in a ADP of 65. Eric, you put in an ADP of 72. Jatavian Sanders oh. has an ADP of 79.9. So Froton, wow. you. Get him. He has been going around the sixth, seventh round in a lot of drafts that I have been doing. Typically with tight ends, you see Bowers come yeah. off in the late second. Yep. Shoot, he's been going almost first round, even in non-tight end premium. Oh my gosh, recently. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, I get it. It's it, been know? crazy. He's the guy. Um, 
Keithy, you typically see come off around like the mm-hmm. fourth round, maybe fifth round. And then Sanders is that next guy that comes off around the sixth, seventh round. And then you have your Sporgersporg of tight ends that come off around like the 10th round. Yeah. And it's all crazy yeah. from there. So, Proton, my man, you have... No, I won. You, you, you did win. So let me fix my mistake real quick before we head over to our next one here. We are going to play a game known as Pathfinder. And so how this game works for those who are not listening is there this is a five with by Nate last year. There's a five by five grid of numbers here. It starts with the red square in the one space in the middle. These are guys whose ADPs are in the hundreds. So you're talking about guys in the eight, nine plus round range. What's going to happen here is you're going to start in the one and then we're going to move either up, down, left, or right. And you have to guess the next number in the ADP of this player. If you get it wrong, you can use a lifeline. Each one of you is going to get two lifelines to get through this. This is an all or nothing game. If you get it, you get all of your points. If you don't, you get zero. So Eric, you're playing for five points here. And the player that you are trying to guess the ADP of is somebody who has popped off in a lot of people's minds since this last week's spring games one shador sanders quarterback out of colorado so tough one isn't it yes sir because there's so many factors that go into play here because you have the hype train hype train you know that's so important but it's it's still colorado this adp came came before the spring game yes yes it's still colorado though so it um, hmm. Now I'm you can't gonna... go diagonal, right? You cannot you go diagonal. Go... No, you got to go in the, in the box. Okay. Yeah, that so wouldn't be fair I... if I gave him two eights to deal with. <sighs> See, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, oh, I'm going yeah. to cross out the nine. I'm not going nine. Because there's no way he's that high. Because he's Dion's kid. So that's logically, I'm out. <sighs> two seems a little low. Then I'm screwed with the four and the five. Maybe this is part of Jared's. Jared might have a plan here. I just he might be I teasing just... with the four and the five, but it's the two. You know, I, I, I'm trying to look at the number selection here. Oh, I'm trying to analyze Jared as much as I'm analyzing the board. Now, now I'm interested. This is this is a this is a dive this is a dive into my psyche that I didn't even know about. So let's let's hear it, Froton. Never okay. know what you're gonna get. When I, I'm going with the two. I'm going with the two because of the hype train. Because I think Jared's baiting me with the All four. All right, the you five. are it's going not the nine. You're going to the two, Froton. Whatever weird psyche think you did was correct because that That's is indeed right! the next number for his ADP. <laughs> he is in the one twenties of ADP. So now Froton. You have three different directions you can go here. You go with 128, 120, or 124. This is so much more arbitrary. Are we going... There's no no, um, decimal in this, right, Jared? There is. There is, yeah. Uh, You'll tell us when we reach the decimal? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So it'll be after the third number. So currently he's looking for the ones place in the ADP. Okay. Okay, so I have to think conceptually again. I 
if I go with the two, with the zero, then Jared only has two options to go there. And I, I don't think he wants to, from a build standpoint, pigeonhole himself into the zero. Because then it's only five and one. You're but does like, he? You're, I would say you're acting like I'm not a nice guy here, Photon. Like, what if I did that? Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. Decimals place. That is true. It is true. All right, you know, this is the process. But would I would I have you go two spaces to the left to start off? I don't know. I'm, I'm crazy. Like, yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't it doesn't fit the logic for me. This is such great. You go left, context. left. It doesn't fit logically. So I figured you have to go one or the other. I think he's on the high side of the twenties. Eight. And Froton goes to one twenty eight. The weird logic continues to work. Froton, you got oh, one twenty eight. Jared, I can read you like a book. Let's play poker sometime. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, yeah. you got to guess the decimal place now, Froton. Is he 128.0, oh, 120.4, or 128.5? You have both of your lifelines here. Okay. So the good news is okay. that you're uh, pretty much guaranteed to win here. <laughs> well, no, but I have to hit my lifelines. So. Yes, you, that's, you're, not, you're not wrong. That's the you're thing. not wrong. You gotta you know, hit, gotta so hit the lifelines. It's not like it's a given. It's I, I have to hit the lifelines. So... Is the four and the five there? It's so arbitrary. Zero. All right. Froton going to 128.0. And that is your first miss here, Mr. Froton. You are All going right, to use go. you're going to use your first lifeline here. How the lifelines work is I'm going to give you a player and we give you two numbers. You have to tell me what the actual ADP of the player is compared between those two numbers. First guy up we have here on the screen is Mr. C.J. Donaldson, running back out of West Virginia. Not a tight end anymore, believe it or not. Not a tight end. Is he 61.9 or 70.8? 61.9. Yes, sir. You got it. So that's one lifeline. You are good to go. Make your next guess, Mr. Froton. Well, my number is 25, as you can see here. Fro. That's 25. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the five, of course. All right, Froton moves over to the five. And Mr. Froton, you have five points. Five, never. Five, five, five. It all works out. Let's five, five, five. All right. Works all out. All right. So Froton now with six points total. Well done, sir. Let's bring this back to the middle. Once I just want to point out to everybody that's watching that that was a clinic for <laughs> yeah. everybody. That's, that's that how this is done. This is years and years of Price is Right playing hooky. It works out. Who knew? Real world application of Price is Right. Oh, yeah. Ton tons of great CFF discussion happening here, too, as you try to read my mind as to where the numbers are placed. Lob, I have a player here for you you need to guess the ADP of. And it is going to be a little harder than what Froton had. Trevor Etienne, running back out of Florida. Ooh. Can I see the board? I'm sorry, because you got on the little screen there, Jared. Uh, yeah, you can. Oh, uh, I, there we go. Yeah, but so you can you can pin it. Okay. So, um, then the amazing part is I'm probably 30 years older at least than Jared, and I watched Rice is Right with my grandmother. So just think about how long this show has been on. Uh, it's pretty incredible in so many ways. All right, 
So I can't believe that he would be in the 20s. That's too low. So I can't <laughs> – I mean, if Trevor Etienne is 20, I'd be blown away. So is he in the 40s? I'm going to say Trevor Etienne is not in the 40s. I still think that he's Travis's younger brother, Florida, but I don't – it, it, you have Montrell Johnson – so I think that's too much. I don't think people would reach from that early. Nine seems high. That's almost, that's ninth round. I'm going to go five. All right. John thinks he is in the 150s. And John, you're correct, sir. So you All have, right. you, 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 you've passed the first test. Now you need to find that one's place. Do you think he's at 158, 157, or 154? gets real hard here so 154 would be the 14th round right on the spot right 120 no 13th round first yes, pick is he in the 13 is he late or early in the 13th round um let's see then it would be this doesn't matter decimal. Uh, you know what I think he's more to the back end, so I'm going to go seven. All right, 157. Mr. Lobb, you are incorrect. You are in need of your first lifeline here. Okay. And your first player here is Elijah Badger, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Is he 79.4 or 88.4? Ooh, close. And I like Elijah Badger. So let's see, um, 48, 65, 79.4. 79.4 is correct. Also, I love the ASM. Actually, no, you're, it is incorrect. I, oh. I, I jumped the gun there. Sorry, Lob, you have lost your lifeline, and unfortunately you are done for the game with zero points. But I appreciate the ASMR you've been giving us uh, whenever it gets real quiet and you kind of talk about things. I love it. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> now Froton has taken a commanding lead in this game. So they he's score... 88 point. Oh, what was the number of ETN? Uh, 154.3. 154.3. Yeah. Okay. It, it, this game gets real tough when you're trying to get to the ones in the decimal place. Alrighty, gentlemen. We are going to move on to a absolute classic when it comes to the price is right. But before we get to that... I'm going to need you guys to tell me the ADP of one Jace McClellan, running back out of Alabama. Whoa. I've owned no shares of Jace McClellan. Really? And Justice Haynes is getting all the press. Um, this is pre, pre though. Yeah, yes. Right. I know. Um, but yeah, he's in the news. So, wow. He could drop so far after this. I, I'll take, I will take that discount all day long. I'm a big believer in Jace McClellan this year. The price is probably a, his ADP is probably pretty low, so you might be right on that chair. Um, I'm going to type in a number. It is sent. All right. Sent. Oh my God, John, John, buddy, you're gonna you're being a world for surprise here. So, <laughs> Roton, you put 56. Lob, you put 120. You think this man's going oh, to the 10th yeah. round? Yeah. Whoa. His ADP so Alabama is... starting running back pre-spring? Yeah, but it, well, yeah, I, I guess I have no interest. So 40... I haven't gotten him in any of my four drafts. I, I just... 
42.2 is his ADP. So well, I was high. So John, you overshot him by about 80 Ooh. picks. So oh Proton, you'll be going first here in the absolute classic game of Blinko. And for those of you who don't know how this game works, how it is going to work is I have three ADPs on the screen. And I'm going to list off a name of a player. Broton, you're going to tell me which of the three ADPs corresponds with that player. If you get it correct, you will get one Plinko ball. You can get up to three Plinko balls that you then put in the game for points. Once again, you can get zero, you can get two points, or you can get five points. So, Froton, go ahead and tell me which of these three ADPs corresponds with one Jaquavius Marks running back out of Mississippi State. I've stumped him. 126.9. That is correct, sir. That is absolutely correct. Next up, I'm going to give you one Xavier Weaver, wide receiver out of Colorado, formerly of South Florida, goes and joins his buddy over at the, with the Buffalo, uh, joins his buddy Jimmy Horn over there with the Buffaloes, was originally committed to West Virginia, but, uh, you know, all those, I guess, friendly bonds, not family bonds, I was about to say, the Froton, which ADP corresponds with him? 154. That is incorrect, sir. Mm -hmm. So you are, you still have your one, and now you have your chance to earn your second one here with one Cameron Ward, quarterback out of Washington State, gets an upgrade at offensive coordinator there with Ben Arbuckle. Looked really good in the spring game with one DT Sheffield there, who is basically going undrafted in a ton of leagues right now. He's going to be shooting up draft boards here pretty soon. Roton, which ADP? corresponds to Cameron Ward between 126.9, 107.2, and 150.4. 150.4? Yes, sir, that is correct. You have two Plinko balls. So, Froton, you are going to choose... Let's go! One, I've one never played five. Plinko before. So, which one do you want to drop it down? As uh, as we discussed, lucky number five. All right, going down lucky number good five. good to me. You will get the highest of the... Hey, Let's go! Five. I knew it. Gets five on the first round. Golly, well <laughs> done. Number five. Well done, Froton. Wow! Oh wow! So Froton um, with five points there. Well done, sir. I'll take it. And then I have one more. I'm gonna go with number one well, because yeah, I am okay. going to win. Oh, I don't get another one. You don't actually. get. A, you don't get any more points. You just go with the highest one. But oh, it would be okay. two points. Oh yeah, whatever. It's Great. like lucky like number five worked. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, let's move on to John. Your um, your ADPs here. Let's go with one Jarquez Hunter, running back out of Auburn. You got one twenty five point seven, ninety two point five, and one hundred one point nine here. So we have the tenth round. We have the eighth round. I'm going to go 101.9. That is correct, sir. You got one of your Plinko balls there. Oh, by the way, I should change these scores because you're going second. So you're going to change these to three. Uh, John, while I'm doing that, give me the ADP of one RJ Maryland. Tight end out of SMU. 
Lucky I didn't give this one to Froton. Otherwise, Froton would probably be thinking that he goes in like the fourth, fifth round. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you died. I'm glad I dodged the tight end here. Yeah. Yeah, SMU tight end. He's definitely a name that people know, but he's not one of the earliest ones off the board. Let me go the 125. That is correct, Mr. Lobby. You got two of your balls now. You just need to tell me which one's the ADP of one Johnny Wilson. Have you been following along? This should be a pretty quick answer here. <laughs> 92.5. 92 92.5 is correct, John. You have all three of your Plinko balls nice to try job, to get Johnny. those three points to cut your lead, cut Eric Froton's lead from 11 to 8. Um, so, John, we'll go ahead and do that. And then afterwards, we'll discuss some of these guys and your thoughts on them. John, one through five, which one would you like to drop it down? Let's try number five. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, lucky number five, zero. baby. Oh, man. See, number five is only lucky for me, John. <laughs> well, I wanted the edge. So, but let me try number four this time. Number four, here we go. This is your second plinko ball here going way to the left and coming uh, back uh, in zero again, Lob. Oh. oh my God. All right. Um, I guess I'll try the number two this time. Let's see if I can get some luck. All right. He got some two action going on here. Goes to the left, coming back to the right in the middle. Oh, there, and gets the there it is. Third one. <laughs> The third one gets the three points. And Lob, you finally got some points on the board. Well done, sir. <laughs> so with that, let's discuss some of these guys. We'll take a little break here from the game and discuss some of these guys and their ADPs. We'll go to Eric, your guys first here. Jaquavius Marks, Xavier Weaver, and Cameron Ward. In my humble opinion, Xavier Weaver might be one of the worst values in drafts right now. God, he was even there. <laughs> he is going as the 107 pick off the board. That's putting you in the eighth, ninth Wild. round. I get it. It's Sean Lewis's system. You want to target those outside guys. But what have we heard from Weaver from this spring that gives us any indication that he is that guy? Now, unlike the rest of the Colorado roster that is transferring out, he did come transferring in. He's clearly one of the yeah. guys that Dion brought in. But it's so hard to guess what's going to happen with that wide receiver room. I discussed this last week with Kevin Coleman. Travis Hunter is one of Dion's face of the franchise dudes. He is like, even if he's not going to get the number of snaps that a typical wide receiver is going to get, you know for a fact Dion's going to want to get as many touchdowns as possible for him and Shador because those are the kids that run his team. I don't see that with Weaver. Again, Weaver could be really good. But I think there's way too much uncertainty to be taking him in the eighth, ninth round. What do you think of that, Froton? Yeah, well, he's in Horn over there, too. Like yeah. they, it, it wasn't like they just transferred in Weaver, and there's no one else there, you know? Um, obviously, Joe and Tyson is now transferring out, like like you said. Every, like, everyone who is a a uh, former CU Buffalo under the previous regime. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guessed at 120, because I, I didn't... I didn't think he was going you, you that early. 150. You know? I'm sorry. I guess 150. My apologies. I guess 150. So it's like, well, that is he going that early? I think that's a market inefficiency. Yeah, I don't have any shares of him. No, I don't either. What about Marks and Cameron Ward? What are your thoughts on them, Froton? Uh, Cam Ward. That's a great deal of 150. Frankly, yeah. Um, I've actually been, as you could 
you know, tell from the back there, I've been evaluating kind of the collegiate card market lately and uh, kind of go, you're looking at what the markets look like. I, I just like doing market evaluation anyways, you know that. Yeah. But, um, you know, Cam Ward, I look at out in terms of just market value there, like his, nobody's talking about Cam Ward. You just had Zach Arbuckle head in, you know, I mean, I was one of the guys who was down on Ward last year because everyone was ranking him in the top 10. And I'm like, all right, yeah. let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I'm in the position where I'm on the other side now because what's 151, yep. you know, as the ADP there for Zach Arbuckle, you know, coming out of the Western Kentucky system, like the Kitley tree, like a direct descendant of it, um, going over there to, uh, to Washington State. And we've seen they that's their identity. They mm-hmm. want to sling the ball around. They want to recruit wide receivers to come out there and sling. And they've been doing it for a decade since Leach was there. It's now what they do. So why would they change that? Just because they had a down year. Morris is out. He's not the OC anymore. He came in for a one and done. I'm willing to go and take a look and at least gamble on a QB 3-4. You're probably looking at QB 4 at that point. That's a great deal. All right. Let's put, uh, let's put Lobs. ADP's up here. Lob, you had uh, RJ Maryland, Johnny Wilson, and Jarquez Hunter in that order up on the screen there. What are your thoughts on some of those guys? I love Jarquez Hunter. I'm all in. I think I got him on three of my four teams so far. I'm going for upside. What was his ADP? Was I forgot the number that he was in. 101.9. That's... That's I mean, eighth, ninth round. I'm getting it. I would yeah, guess too. Yeah. To me, to get a a running back in, you know, um, oh my God, the coach from Liberty. Um, what, what is um, Freeze? Freeze Chadwell? Which one? Freeze or Chadwell? Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting the starting running back there. It's a no brainer to me. I think he's the best running back. I know they just brought someone in, but I still think Hunter is going to be, or if they bring in Hunter, DD Hunter, if they bring him into Auburn. I still think, oh, there's two hunters. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still think Jarquez is great. I just, I think at the ADP, he's a no-brainer in my book. I think he's going to have a very good season for Freeze. You know, I don't know if they'll win a lot of games, but they're not going to be as inefficient and as poor as they were with, with Hugh Freeze. They're going to be a better football team. Don't know how many wins that'll translate to. But he'll have more lanes and better blocking than um, Tank Bigsby did. I'm definitely a little worried about Jarquez Hunter, mostly because, again, lip, when whenever Freeze has the option of having a dual-threat quarterback, it takes so much away from the running game, at least for the top guy. Because, again, you saw guys like Joshua Mack, even Day-Day Hunter last year and everything. Like They, they don't reach more than really 800 yards. And then Malik Willis, obviously, when you have Malik Willis, you're not going to give it to the quarterback. You're going to let well, Malik Willis do his thing. But yeah, he's the outlier. But, like, you got Ashford there. Ashford's a pretty good dual threat in his own right. So, like, I'm definitely a little worried about the upside. Now, granted, with the passing game being absolutely nothing, at least if that spring game is not anything to go off of, maybe they have to rely on a guy like oh, Jarquez Hunter. So, we will definitely... I'm going to go with what Froton taught me years ago. If you can't throw the football, you should play. <laughs> Ashford cannot throw the football. My man. <laughs> And not throw you, the he's, Garrett Schrader looks like an all-star next to Ashford when it comes to completion percent. Oof, oof, oof. Um, yeah, I think we can go ahead and move on to our final game here. 
we got Plinko. We got to do the other classic game from The Price is Right. And that is Cliffhanger in all of its uh-huh. yodeling glory. Oh, the yodeling! I'm so happy. <laughs> so, but first, before we get into that, gentlemen, you guys got to give me the ADP of one Michael Pratt, quarterback out of Tulane. Ooh, Ooh Froton, Froton jumped at that one. He was like, all right, I know this one. Oh, I'm, ready right. to, I'm ready to do this. I think Froton. <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got some shares of Michael Pratt. I would say, I think one. Froton set the ADP of <laughs> Pratt this year. I think we talked about it on I that think first he, show. I think he named the I think number. We did. Uh, where am I? I'm in. Going. All right, got one from the lob. I'm going. Okay. Uh, that's probably a little, probably a little high. All right, John, you put down an ADP of 85. Froton, you put down an ADP of 89. His ADP is 76.4. So, Lob, you're gonna get to go first on this one. This is your chance to, well, cut the lead down. I think Froton's already run away with this one, but, but, Mr. Lob, you can earn some honor points here. How this game is going to work is I'm going to give you one player at a time, and once again, you're going to just name, you're going to say this one out loud because it's just yours. Give me the ADP of that player. The difference of that ADP to or what of what you give me compared to where they actually are at is how many points this little yodeler is going to move up the ramp here. You can so have. What do I got? 50? 50. Is it 50? You have 50. cumulatively 50 points. If you go up and you finish between 40 and 50, you'll get those two points. If you finish below 40, you'll get all five points. And if you go off the edge, you will get me getting zero points. <laughs> so again, one of the most difficult games, but that's why I save it here for the end. John, your first one here is Mr. Squirrel White, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Oh, he's popular. Uh, I want to 35. 35. <clears throat> let me uh, get my yodeling voice here ready to go. Um, on, let me do it real quick. There you go, John. Whoa, I was... You How were... many players do I get? You get five players. Okay, so five players. Very good start for Lob so far. You only were off by roughly three. His ADP is 37.8. What do you guys think of that ADP real quick? A little high for me, but that's just... the Deontay Thornton, I think, is a better price for the Tennessee passing game. I also have my questions about Joe Milton, but that's another story for another show. Interesting. But you were all in on Hendon Hooker last year. I was all in on it, but I'm not all in on Joe. I see a lot of Joe Milton. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Oh, look, Froton's bringing out another card. What do you got? Oh, yeah, we're talking Hendon Hooker now. Yes, sir. There you go. Love it, love it, love it. Absolutely, little Hendon Hooker. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with the – who were we just talking about? Who was the player? Squirrel White. Squirrel. Oh, I'm sorry, Squirrel. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's interesting about it is we're kind of projecting him to have the same – impact that Jalen Hyatt had at a, out of, you know, kind of the slot adjacent role Yep. Uh, last year. And we had Cedric Tillman injured, you know, so there, there really wasn't that dominant alpha outside threat. And he was able to produce over 1200 yards on just 87 targets. There was only two guys to my recollection 
that had over a thousand yards with under uh, 90 targets. And it was Jalen Hyatt at 87 Mm -hmm. and he had 1200 yards. So think about that juxtaposition. And um, then it was Marvin Mims, who I believe had like, you know, it was the two of them. Actually, I think it was flipped. I think Hyatt had 82 targets and Mims had 87. So just, I I just wanted to demonstrate. It's like, that is such an amazing outlier to get 82 targets and to put up 1,200 plus yards receiving and what, like 12 touchdowns? I mean, my God, what he, it's, you're not going to be able to do that at that volume again. It's just facts. Take out the Alabama game and his numbers are even worse. I know, man. It's like, I, it's, it's just, and Alabama strategically screwed up. They put a safety on him. So I, I right. And, and all the, all the Tennessee guys are getting drafted. Thornton, Brew, like it's, it's anybody who is there. Anybody could be good. So, He's getting it. You so, know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. I guess it. I got to yeah, defend Squirrel here. Um, I got to defend Squirrel I, here. I like, I like Squirrel. And here's the thing. The reason why I like Squirrel probably more than any other, other receivers. Now, granted, again, I agree with you. There's a lot of value. And I'll get to one guy in particular I think there's really good value on. But Squirrel White's like the one receiver that Joe Milton can't outthrow on this team. He's an absolute he is wheels. speedster. Yep. And so yeah. I think they're absolutely going to take advantage of that. Um, advantage of the fact. And again, that's how Jalen Hyatt, like you said, the, the efficiency was there for Hyatt last year, and it's hard to project that again. But when you got a guy with wheels like Squirrel White, I think it's a lot easier to project that compared to, you know, if Joe Schmo was entering the slot this year. Now, yeah, in terms so, of the guys I mean, that value, I, I don't like Dante Thornton. I think even he's still going a little high for me because I don't know that he's one of the starters yet. But Ramel Keaton, that's a guy you can get some value on right now. He was He's a veteran player for the Tennessee program, was, did really well in the game against Clemson. I think I just grabbed him in like round 20 of a best ball league recently. And like Dante Thornton's a guy that goes in like the low teens, like maybe even like round nine and stuff like that. It depends on who you're drafting with because some people really love Dante Thornton. I like the talent. But there, I are Dante, the like, there are Dante Thornton stands. And then there's, there's no McCoy stands like yeah. uh, Chris K. But, um, and, yeah. but, but, even <laughs> K, but even Brew McCoy goes in like the 10th to 12th round and everything. But yeah. Ramel Keaton, veteran in that program, did well last year. I think he's definitely a value to look for there. Anyway, let's move on here. Lob, Aiden Robbins, the transfer running back from UNLV to BYU. What is his yeah. ADP? And I like Robbins. Um, oh, what was he in the best ball league? I, I had him in my queue. And I think he was a good – when I had him, he was a pretty good – I liked the, the, the value. And then he got plucked one before. So I'm going to go 63. 63. All righty, let me do that math real quick. All righty. Lob, you're killing it so far, dude. He has an ADP of 65.2. So you, my friend, have accumulated roughly five points total, and you got three players left to go here. Obviously, if you you keep doing this, Lob, you're you're going to earn those five points here. Lob, uh, next player here. We'll go. We'll we'll go through one more player here before we discuss the two players. Okay. Jaheim Bell, tight end, Swiss Army knife, whatever you want to call him, out of Florida State. He was so hot last year, but he's not going that high this year. He's definitely going later than I think. Um, and I love Bell last year. Um, I'm going to, oh, this is going to be hard. 
I have a wide range of I could blow it here. I'm going to go 115. All righty, 115. You were six Ooh. off, Bob. He is going wow. at one. What? 120.9. You got Oh my god, I was gonna say 120. That's and I wanted good. to go conservative. Dude, that's, dude Lob, that's freaking incredible. Dude, like yeah, Pro- dude. Proton's just kicking it back. He's like, I'm just gonna let John do his thing right this now. Is like great. This, no, is, this is absolutely incredible. Eleven points after three players. Let's talk about Jaheim Bell and Aiden Robbins real quick. Proton, you're not doing anything right now. Tell us a little bit about those guys and how you like them. Oh, sure. Jaheim Bell I, is a guy that I literally just drafted in the uh, two tight end league <laughs> as my, my new Rono. I took him the fifth round. Oh, fifth? <laughs> no, it's a pretty good deal. So it just is. for perspective, um, Luke Lachey, RJ Maryland, right Corey Deitches, yep. Tanner Koziol, and then Jaheim Bell. That was the lead up, the four uh, tight ends taken before Jaheim Bell. Treor for Colorado went right after and then Nesbit and worst val- one of the worst Roland. values you can get right now is Treor. Wow. Yeah, that All that right. is I mean, you're expecting a lot there from him going from Arkansas State you know, over that. Uh, good luck. Good luck with that. All righty. But yeah, I like I liked uh, Jaheim Bell a lot. I mean, god, you're three this is this is like the 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 team we've been waiting for. And it will not we as a I'm not a Florida State fan, but like the Florida State trust since the last since the Jameis era like they've been waiting for this team mm-hmm. they're waiting Bell, so bad oh yeah they they're gonna they're, they're gonna run it up they're gonna score as many points as they possibly can and it's gonna be on so yeah all, all in guns blazing yeah this is the recruiting year for the Seminoles 100% they got to prove they can put together a complete team yeah. this year try to grab some of those top guys keep that going forward Lob. keep their boot on Miami's necks too yeah they don't no want joke. Miami to rise Love, tell me about Aiden Robbins. How do you like him? Well, we always talk about systems, right? And Tyler Algier and Christopher Brooks. And I believe in the BYU system, you know, ironically, we talk about the Cougars having that dynamic passing game. But recently, if you look at the offensive line, they can run the football and they've been good. I liked Robbins at UNLV. He's got the size. I think he's 222 pounds, somewhere around there, like 5'10", 5'11". He's, you know, they're moving up a level of competition at the Big 12, but I know Jared knows my famous quote, they're defensively challenged in the Big 12. Yes, sir. I think BYU, <laughs> I think BYU with the change of quarterback moving up to the Big 12, they're just going to smash it, I think, with the offensive line. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to try to run that football with inexperience at the quarterback moving up to a level of competition. So I think Robbins fits perfectly in what they should want to do at the BYU this year. So I want to throw something out here because uh, Nicholas Ian Allen got onto me last week uh, or a couple weeks ago when I was talking about the B- Big 12 being defensively challenged. He gave, <laughs> he gave me all his numbers and everything and, and basically showed me that, like, hey, Big 12 is actually pretty decent at, at defense now. Iowa so, State. Yes, the, I, I will say, say B- they are better than – you're right, Jared. They're better than they were like seven, eight years ago. Yes. Yeah. So I just kind of like to say it. It's yeah. kind of my joke. but Iowa State, yes. Baylor, TCU, a lot of these yes. teams really stepping up on their defense. Yeah. Um, Baylor, let's keep yeah. it going here, Lob. Let's keep this incredible run going. DeCorian Clark, wide receiver out of UTSA. There's three UCF. 
UTSA receivers. Obviously, Franklin's a crazy early one. Um, Goring, Clark. Hmm. They are a hot offense. People like this UTSA offense. Um, I'm going to go 78. 78? You're at 30, Lob. You're off by 19 on that one. He's going a little bit higher than what you're thinking. He went, he's currently ADP is 58.9. Wow, I even like him more than I thought. So tail end of the fifth round there pretty much for DeCorey and Clark. Now, to your credit, Lop, I've seen him go lower. I've seen him go higher. It really depends. He's, he's one of those with a pretty wide range of ADP there. Lob, this is the moment of truth. You can get this one right. And you get your points. If you're within 10, you get all five points. If you're within 20, you will get two points. If you are over 20, though, you are off the cliff, sir. So tell me the ADP of one Jaleel Farouk, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Not a guy I've been targeting. But he's definitely, he's a name. Oh, my God. He's a name out there. Oklahoma. He's probably at the top of the depth chart. Oh, my God. I got to be within 10, I prefer, but I'll take 20. Um, Jaleel Farouk. And wide receiver at Oklahoma. Marvin Mims I'm going moving to go, on. Yeah, 68. 68. We do that math real quick. That's bad. <laughs> you gotta do the oh. math. Ah, <sighs> you start off so well, Lob. Oh, Jaleel Farouk, ninety point two. So he is going. If I'm doing my math correctly, here, like eighth round. I've got a fun fact for you guys here on Julio Farouk. In the last draft we had, uh, the expert, he was taken in the ninth round. So right about this. With, with the seventh selection. And he was taken one spot in front of DeCorey and Clark. Ooh. That is borderline shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And it was taken by Mike Bainbridge, so I'll dime him up. <laughs> so, John, At unfortunately, you, you went just a little too low. Because if you, if you had guessed just two, two spots later, you would, you would have been still on there. But unfortunately, Lob, that is zero points for you. You started off really, really well there. But again, this game is meant to be hard. Proton, Clark and Farouk, your two thoughts yeah. on those guys real quick. Yeah, well, it just so happens. It's interesting that literally two guys were sitting here talking about him the same thing. It was happened to be taken right back to back. Uh, obviously, I mean, you, I, I do like Clark more. Uh, I think you know that's that's pretty standard. But you know, this three miles defeated UTSA. He was injured coming off. You know, if, if it's going to be of the three of them, I understand why Clark is down there. Um, but you know, ACLs are like. Tommy John surgeries nowadays, like they get them out of the way and they're back. And it yep. doesn't seem like there's really much 
uh, you know, in, in the way of old, you know, hangover from those surgeries. So I, I'm not particularly concerned and I would, I would certainly take him over for that being said, uh, you know, I, they do get him the ball in creative ways. You know, Jeff Levy does. And with no Marvin Mims to be the, you know, have the alpha role, it, it does stand to reason that Farouk would be the one to rise. I mean, they brought in LV Bunkley Shelton, but I'm not particularly concerned about him. They're kind of different players. And uh, yeah, I mean, in the, in the nineties, I don't have any problem with that for, for perspective again, uh, it was the guys taken before Farouk Sturdivant, who I love, uh, Dante Thornton, who was mentioned, Elijah Badger, who was mentioned, Caleb think, Hood, Devin Voison. So I probably the, the only person I would, well, actually, no, Voison I like too, but like I probably only would take Voison and Hood over Farouk out of those guys. Yeah, I think you can make a pretty good case. Yeah, that makes sense. I, Although I do like Oklahoma Sturman. did also just get a brand new receiver in Brennan Thompson, the four-star wide receiver coming out of Texas. He they oh. uh, picked up his commitment this week, so maybe they do have a couple options there. But also, Oklahoma for some reason the last couple of years, the transfers at wide receiver have just not been working out. You mentioned LV Bunkley Shelton. They brought in uh, the one guy from Missouri, Mike this- Woods. Mike uh, Wo- from Arkansas. From Mike- yep. Well, yeah, like again, just hasn't been working out. So these homegrown guys like Farouk. Marvin Mims and stuff like that. They've been incredible. I would definitely bet on Farouk this year. Proton, you are now up. Again, you pretty much have won the game already, but you can now dance on the grave of the Gridiron Scholar by I would never do that to my good here. friend John. The only time I've ever danced on the, the grave with John. There is a competitive spirit here, Froton. I well, mean. well, look, if it was UMass UConn, well, then it would be where it would be. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be engaged in Mortal Kombat. We'd be in the upper <laughs> But, you know, this is a friendly game today. Fair enough, fair enough. All righty, let's get you started here, Froton. Give me the ADP of Jalen Daniels, the quarterback out of Kansas. I love Jalen Daniels this year. I got him ranked as a top 12 QB. He was the number one QB in CFF last year before he got hurt. And then he came back with some pretty decent games to end the season, then a monster, monster game against Arkansas to finish out the bowl season. Froton, what's your number, man? The Neusmeyer effect is real. Neusmeyer. I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him go lower than I no, expected. No, no, Jalen. Jalen. Oh, Jalen. Oh, I say J A L O N Daniels. I uh, Jalen. I was just thinking Jaden. Oh, did you know this Jaylen is a real word? I said Froton. Let's talk about Kansas Sorry, quarterback over here. Kansas. Carry on, my wayward son. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like Jalen Daniels too. I do. He's. In, I. I. I really think he's in for a big year this year. Yeah. Yeah, I took him in, in like late in best balls last year because like you're you're going thirty rounds and I, I had yeah, him in a couple not? CFF site ones and and I got to you know spike the football on that a little so I like him. Um, I think he's he's a QB. I don't think he's in the the nineties. I think he's above that. I think he, I'm going to go with one oh eight. One oh. Eight. Alrighty. Right about 10. So you're about average to what you want here, Froton. He is going at 97.7. So he was indeed mm-hmm. in the okay. 90s there, late 90s. Yeah, I knew right around the, the 90s, the low 100s. Fair enough. 
Next up, we have Mr. Jordan Curley, the wide receiver out of SMU. Possibly seeing some new competition here soon with uh, Jordan Hudson being heavily rumored to go over there. But for now, Curley, what is his ADP, Froton? Oh, he's been going. He's been a very sought-after commodity uh, in early drafts from what I've seen. Like I've seen it. after that first, after like the, I think it's about the wide receiver class. After the first two rounds, where you get to pretty much like Jalen McMillan, mm-hmm. comes personal preference for like yeah. fifteen picks. I would agree that that after those top eight wide receivers, it it can very much very very it can, quickly. It can, it can go where you want, and he's sort Did of in, he's been in that pocket. Well, it's all right, uh, but he's he's in that pocket. You know, he's in he's been. Drafted in that group, I'm going to put him at 57. All right, 57. We're off by 7.5. His current ADP is 64.5. Okay. So, I gave him a little more credit than I should have. Yeah. Okay. So right, right at the beginning of the sixth round there mm-hmm. on average. But again, I've seen I've seen him go off in like the third round. I've seen him go off in like yeah, the, it's the, it's that group, the yeah. seven eighth round. Like again, you're you're hundred percent right on that. Yeah, seven seven spots I can live with. What about Bucky Irving, the running back out of Oregon? Bucky, I like Bucky. <laughs> I like Bucky. Like it's tough. You can't project him in the NFL if he's. Two, I like Bucky too. Great gas station, five, but. But uh, that's a gas station. Yeah, in, Bucky's in Georgia. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, we're in the Northeast. There's no Bucky's. Well, I'm in San Diego. There's no Bucky's. Sad, sad life for <laughs> maybe Tijuana. You know, I don't know. Well, I'll, whenever I'll you come down here, you need to find a way to a Bucky's gas station. It's. Literally... I will be coming to Georgia. Oh, please let me know whenever you're here. I'll be here. I was thinking about coming in August. One of my best friends lives in Atlanta. Oh, nice. What's up, Abba? So, uh, I am gonna go with. I, I like Bucky, but he's like he's in the RB three range where I've seen him drafted. So I don't want to go too high in terms of where I'm selecting him. I think he's around the eighth round or so. I'm gonna say eighty two. Eighty two. Oops, didn't do that correctly. I don't. Need, I don't even need to do the math here. Uh, no, no, you don't have to do the math. Nope, it was oh. just it was just an easy ten. Uh oh, Proton, we've lost your face. Oh jeez. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, why did my why did my little thing go off here? Uh well, yeah. it, you went up ten there, Proton. Ten, but that's not bad. So you're again, you're still below average. You're really you're 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 playing with. You get one like outside of ten here. You could be going off the cliff here soon. But let's talk about this. Yeah, I'm back. Guys. There you are, Froton. Right, Lob, tell me about Jalen Daniels, Jordan Curley, and Bucky Irving. What do you think about those three guys? I like Jalen Daniels a lot. I think he bounces back big time. I mean, obviously the whole question is, does he stay on the field? Mm-hmm. If, if, if he's on the field and we don't have injuries, he could be incredibly huge. I mean, he's a dual-threat quarterback. I'm a believer in Leopold and that system that he runs. So I feel real good about him. Um, it's just the injury factor. May, I might have him a little lower than that because I do. Till I see him play 12 games, I'm not convinced that he's going to play 12 game, games. 
Um, Bucky, th- that's the Oregon, right? We're talking about the yeah, Oregon. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's very interesting. I think he could have a big season. I think the value, I think he's at a fair ADP right now. Maybe if you love Oregon more than I do, you can move him up, but I tend to believe in Bo Nix. So I think that passing game is still going to be dominant Oregon. All righty, Froton, let's get your last two guys here, starting with one, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback I called oh. the biggest bust in CFF last year, compar- comparing where <laughs> he was drafted to where he finished, yeah. and the fact that he was only out for a few games with injury compared to some other guys who are obviously bigger busts, but they were out for the year, things like that. It's because he finishes the QB 108 last year, so very, very rough year for mm. Quinn Ewers, the first year of Sarkeesian offense. But where is he being taken now, Froton? Well, obviously, most of these have been cobbled together pre-Texas spring game. I've been seeing him go in that, like, 13th, 14th round range. Um, pretty little higher now. Doing that. Thinking, thinking. I, I think he's close to that Cam Ward range, probably at this point. But if Cam's one fifty-one, I think he'll, his name recognition will get him a little higher. I'm going to go with uh, one thirty-three. All right, one thirty-three. I'm going to probably march him off the ledge. This is way down. <laughs> yeah, look at look at Jared smiling. He knows. Yeah. I'm smiling. Oh, wow. I was afraid. I was afraid you were going to go in the Cam Ward range, which would, would which would have put you off. His ADP off, yeah. is one nineteen point one, so right yeah. at the end of the tenth round. Again, like you said, name recognition is yeah. there. You're yeah. talking about a guy that again. You're right. I've seen him go off in the thirteenth round. I've seen him go off in like the fourth, fifth round. Like because again, there's just totally. people who are <laughs> totally ready to buy You're back right. into him with Steve Sarkeesian. I think he's perfect where he is right now, like around that like late QB 30 range. Because um, I, I see a bounce back yeah. coming this year. There's but, upside in that at that yeah, range. There is. And again, I think best case scenario, you're looking at a Mac Jones type season here from Quinn Ewers, where the offense is just uber efficient with all the weapons that they have. And Quinn is at the center of it. We'll definitely see. You're down to your last guy, Froton. You got to get real close oh, on man. this one. Here we go. You got eight spots oh, before you go off the edge. Close. Eight. 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 So I can okay. march him eight spots. You're, you're battling okay. for one point here, Froton, so you can say that you beat uh, Lob by nine instead of eight. Well, at this point, I don't even want to. It's not about beating Lob. It's about saving this guy and not killing him. That's, <laughs> that's true, but the good news is that we got like 50 more of them. Um, Bryson Nesbitt, tight end out of. Oh, UNC. Oh, you saved the tight end for me. Yes, I... <laughs> sir. Wait, did I have a tight end? You did yeah, not. I think you had one too. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I, was I, I, I did not I give. It. I did not give Lob a, a tight end because that's what you get when you're a winner. You don't have to and deal with tight end, end ADP. <laughs> <laughs> and he waits to the end for me too, where I got eight spots. I got a full <laughs> time present Nesbitt in. Oh, okay. Oh, this poor guy. Yeah, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about Eurosic, right? And we had Eurosic's ADP 
Do we remember what that was? No, that, that was a positional ranking. Oh, that he was, was a tight end five. Oh, I'm sorry. To help you out, Froton, I'll be nice here. Because we did talk about RJ Maryland earlier. He's going off at yes. 125.7. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> just, just to help out you crazy two it, tight, it, end, it tight end premier. It matters. Yeah, let me think. So, like, if he's there... I'm going to say... The suspense is killing 121. Me. 121. I'm going to go a little higher than Maryland. It's probably a little lower, and he's probably dead. Oh! We didn't save him. You did not One, save him, 140, unfortunately. 145.7. So you were off by 13. That gets you knocked off the cliff there, Mr. Froton. Zero points for you, sir. But regardless, Mr. Froton, you are the winner of today's Price is Right CFF edition with a score of 11 to 3. Well done, gentlemen. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I This is my first time I've been able to get both of who I consider my original CFF like experts to come onto the show at the same oh, time. Damn, this is thank you. absolute... This is like Thank a dream you. come true for me. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. This is like this, this oh. is so 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 much fun. Really, again, I really appreciate you guys coming. Jared, on. you've hung out with me like three or four times in person. I, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> this is old hat. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Oh, but Thanks, I also just buddy. realized I got your names backwards. That's my bad on the graphics. <gasps> Whatever. Whatever. It's Everybody it's, knows it's, it's too late now. Um. Froton, you got a ton of stuff coming up with the NFL draft and everything like that. You're doing a lot of work over there for NBC Sports Edge over there. Tell the people where they can find you if they're somehow not following you, but they're following me. Where can they find you on Twitter and what can they expect over the next couple of months? Yes, you can find me at CF Froton, C-F-F-R-O-T-O-N. And I work for NBC Sports. Uh, I will have a mock draft coming out tomorrow. I'll be covering... You know, as I tend to do, you know, the marketplace around the picks and, you know, if there's any particular value, how the market has moved, stuff like that, I'll put that in because I like to have a different angle on the mock. And uh, and then I'll have a round two and three mock I'll be doing after round one on Thursday night where I will be leaving my softball game immediately uh, afterwards to go and write that column. Yes, sir. All right, and then in terms of CFF stuff, Froton, what can the people expect from you in the next couple of months? Oh, I want some rankings, though. As soon as this NFL draft gets done, I I, I will be putting out rankings come yes, hell sir. or high water. You can you can bank on that. Uh, and I want to come in and I'll come in and talk to anybody who wants me to uh, about <laughs> CFF. In the meantime, Perfect. you just you just you just queue me up. Here I am. You know, yes, I'm, sir. I'm ready to go. So I'll definitely have uh, you know CFF content and and for the summertime. Uh, CFF adjacent stuff. I, I go through every conference, at least Power 5. I'd like to go through every one if they'll let me, but I go through at least every Power 5 conference, hopefully every G5 too, and do a uh, you know full soup to nuts analysis of each team and, and just geek out all over it about um, and do the over-unders for each team, which I think, you know, uh, on the win total front. So just say, you know, this is, you know, eight and a half for Team X. I think it goes over-under. And, uh, and I hit, I believe, 67% of those last Jeez, year. Louise, that's a, that's... So, yeah, I, I did pretty well on my my advanced stuff. I I, I am an absolute psycho, so I, I dive as headlong as I can, and I do I go through all the numbers and 
and I ended up doing okay, so give those a look too. For those of you who don't know, betting... Wait, wait, Eric, you're missing the most important thing in July. I'm sorry, buddy. That's I was leaving that for you, Johnny. It's you. You can have it. Go ahead, Lob. Let the people know what's coming. Well, you know, so um, the draft is over, so after the draft, it it slows down. I I do a post-draft rankings and probably be on a couple shows. But then I really get to ramp up for CFF. Um, I'm going to be doing raising for charity again with the um, CFF's Kings Classic. But I'm also going to be hosting. I haven't decided the night of the week. It might be Monday nights. Um, Half the money will go to the charity and half the pot will go to winner take all best ball once a week for 10 weeks leading up. I got to count backwards from the Kings Classic, you know, figure out what 10 weeks start before the Kings Classic which is the weekend of the 13th of August. So once I start that, it'll be 10 straight Mondays of drafting with the Scholar. Half the pot goes to charity. Half the pot goes to the winner. Um, I'll be hosting that. And then, obviously, Eric did all the hard work. I'm just kind of the mouthpiece here. First time ever, um, the FSGA, which is Fantasy Sports Gaming Association, right? That's what it stands for. Correct. Yes, sir. They've yes, been sir. having fantasy drafts in baseball and football for years. If you love the industry like we do, you've probably heard them on the radio. You've seen them in articles discussed. But Eric was kind enough to do the behind-the-scenes work. He's going to have the first ever FSGA CFF draft, which is incredible to get us a foothold in the industry. I do think you said the first week of July, probably, Eric, somewhere. It'll, it'll be somewhere in, I don't think the first week. I think um, it would be kind of in the middle, uh, you know, either second okay. or third week, probably. And uh, and we'll have the first three hours of that draft for the first time ever on the Fantasy Network on Sirius Radio. That's, we will be, that's gonna be so have, crazy. We will be broadcasting the first three hours of a college fantasy football draft. And my friend John, obviously my partner, essentially, you know, uh, and, a, and a good friend and, and somebody I love dearly. And Jared are both in the league, of course, because how can I have a league without you two? Come on now. First one, <laughs> the FSGA. Do we have yeah. the whole roster of everybody participating? Uh, yeah, we, well, we have 16 teams right now. We added okay. two more uh, just recently. So we have a – it's big. It's, you know, we're not going – we're coming correct. I would like to get to 20, but okay. – uh, the real rub is everybody who is in the league has to be aligned with an FSGA associated entity, okay. uh, which is as you know NBC and Fantrax with John and C two C with Jared and uh, and Fantasy Alarm as well with Jared too and um, you know all those associated CFF sites in it C two C's in it all those guys. So if uh, a lot of those um, places that are bigger, you know, like there's no. A lot of the bigger places don't have CFF yeah, people no. associated with them. So it's been nice that uh, we can get uh, a groundswell of people who are sort of in the industry and care about it and are like us who have uh, really put a lot of time into it. We'll be able to get a lot of them in. And hopefully the idea is to get CFF in general exposure to the higher ups of the industry because the FSGA, as John alluded to, is uh, I was there in, in, um, in February for the winter conference where they give away all the yearly awards, it's really a big to do. And it's, you know, it's FanDuel and it's DraftKings and it's underdog and prize picks. And it's all these gaming companies are getting awards. And there's 400 of the most influential people in the entire 
fantasy and gaming industry in one room where they have all these leagues, where they have NFL leagues, where you have relegation. You have three tiers of leagues. You have Champions League, you have mm-hmm. the Enterprise, and you have the Startup. So you have all rele- relegation, and if you don't perform, hey, you get kicked down. And if I don't perform, I hope that we have another league where you can kick me on down to. You know, I'm happy to be there it's as long as I'm in a league. And, um, you know, the idea is we want to be able to grow the sport that we love, the three of us, as yes, much sir. as anybody in the world. We want to be able to grow this and have that platform so that people can be aware of it. And the biggest problem that we had, and, um, you know, it's been a big initiative of mine to get NBC where we just acquired the Big Ten broadcasting rights for yes, the, um, the night games, you know. So we have the primetime Big Ten game. I'm trying to push an initiative where hopefully they can embrace fantasy, college fantasy, DFS, just just to platform it, have it anywhere out there on the bottom line, maybe, you know, having the fantasy scores for the week, just any semblance of awareness. I am trying to, uh, you know, really push behind the scenes and where we have, you know, a clean slate. We've never broadcast the big 10 before. I, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, they treat Matthew Berry. He's, he's a God. He is the biggest, you know, entity in our world. And he, has proven that concept on an NFL level. Mm-hmm. And I want to prove it for us in the college fantasy realm on our level. And I just sincerely feel like when I was traveling around, I was at the NFL PA bowl, as you know, Jared, I got a video from there for, yes, uh, for the first, the first, uh, Bob Jeffrey did. And I went to the shrine bowl and I interviewed 40, 50 players. Like he had incredible access to these guys. I talked yeah. to, I mean, a wide wide swath of these, uh, you know, young men going to the, the league. And I made sure at the end of every one of these 10, 15 minute interviews, uh, after I just got done, you know, obviously they know, I know their program and about them, but yeah. then I say, Hey, you know, do you just quick question before I go, are you, you know, have you ever heard of NFL fantasy football? And they look at me like, all right, dude, you just, you just gave me 15 minutes where you know everything about my program. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm a G5 player. Like, you know all about Eastern Michigan? What is wrong with you? You know, like, so then I'm asking you, like, are you aware? And they look at me like, yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. I've heard of it, <laughs> you know. But then I, I flipped the script and I've been asking, like, well, have you heard of college fantasy football? And then you just look at their faces go from, like, you know, to what that's a thing <laughs> yeah it, it blows it, each one of them is like hold on and to his credit mo ibrahim when i brought it up to him he was all about it heck yeah he's like oh show me that's like, I, I, oh dude i brought up at my you know obviously the the computer i brought up, I'm like all right well here's what this looks like and i'm like do you realize you're a god you are a first ballot college <laughs> fantasy football Hall of Famer, Mr. Ibrahim. So like, I, I, I actually have a similar story here because I am I am actually in the DMs of a certain first round CFF wide receiver this year, and I told him because like last year he he DM'd me when we started putting out some stuff for our CFF guy. He was just like, "Oh, where am I on this? Like this is really, like, really, <laughs> really? Cool. And great. then now I get to DM him this year, and I told him I was like, "Dude, you're." a certified first round CFF player. And for him, again, it's a G5 player and he is over the moon excited about it because again, he's like, there's, it's so cool to see like just this other side of an industry actually 
giving me credit, like actually seeing all the hard work that I'm doing because I go to this smaller school, not as many people, I don't get talked about on the national programs. And he's like, it's nice to see that there's at least some people out there who see what I'm doing and it is great. So you might be hearing from him in uh in a couple of weeks here we're, we're trying to work to something hear out from, i think i have an idea of who it probably is but that I, being I, said i won't spoil it i know i won't <laughs> spoil it but go to the g5 list yep. g5 Fair wide enough. receivers got it right <laughs> yeah probably probably gave it away with that one but so again you guys have both been doing incredible work like i said you guys are titans of the industry and you're tr- you're you're proving it even more with all the hard work you're doing getting us deeper into the fantasy industry in general you guys are awesome. Really appreciate you guys coming on to the show. But we got to cut one, it off here. I would one love thing to... I do want to point before okay. we go out. One I more. want to recognize some of the guys that are out there. Guys, in, you know, I don't want to say girls too, but some of the people that have been out there creating content that are new. Yes, sir. You know, those people are important. Don't think that, you know, just because I've been out here you know, doing this for a while that I don't see you guys and I don't appreciate what all you do. I try to like every single one of them mm-hmm. do it. We need more. Yes, sir. Keep them, bring it. What all the content I and mean, we want all of it. The more people out there that are creating, the more that it's going to spread and it becomes a movement, you know? So if you, if you're out there, right. Listen to me, look at John. John's a teacher, yep. you know, Jared's just a grad student, just out of, uh, you know, just graduated brilliant obviously he does all this stuff like nobody else does I, I was in sales i was in real estate you know for for years and i was able to go and transition and do this and i know that everybody out there is everyone is listening to us feels the way that i do feels the way that all three of us do and everybody that we hang out with that we all know do so if you think look you can do it get out there and do it get on twitter get a handle and create and we'll we'll be there like we i will retweet you i want the more the merrier it's a big pool. Jump on in. We need more people. No, if you want a great example, just look at Volume Picks. Justin Leo from Volume Picks. Again, we 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 brought him onto our CFF team here at Campus of Canton, and he was a guy that would you know occasionally comment on my post, like it, and everything. We DM and stuff like that, talk about this stuff. And then one day, he just decided. He said, "You know what? I'm going to start writing articles. Like, and it's solely about CFF. I'm going to start up a Substack. You, anybody can start up a Substack. And he's putting out great content like that." The moment he started putting out content, we here at Campus of Canton noticed, and we're like, we need to bring this guy onto our team, like, the moment that we can afford it. And we did. And so, like, that's that's the ultimate story of just this year. You got guys popping up who are new to the industry, and you can see how much support we are giving them. We Like, again, Eric, you're, you're fantastic. Lob, you're fantastic retweeting everybody out there. Again, when I started this show with Xavier two years ago, without you guys retweeting our stuff almost immediately like i wouldn't even be where i am here today like you guys again the entire industry is incredible um don't be afraid to reach out to people if you ever even think about wanting to start up a a show or uh types of articles and stuff like that get advice from these people again we're all very friendly in the industry don't be afraid to do it yep the same the nfl yeah we're all we all want the same thing you know the nfl is already an established marketplace we're not you know, there's there isn't a lot of gatekeeping here. Volume pigs, a thousand word article on Dallin Holker doesn't grow on trees. No, it doesn't. Uh, oh, CFF yeah. lists. I think those guys are great. Yeah, great call. Out, I love those graphics they put out. You know, it's a different angle. And find your voice. Yes, sir. find what your thing is. Jared found his voice. You know, John and I have our thing. 
Volume Pigs is, is, you know, he dials down one player. He gets really granular with it. The list guys, they have the, the great graphics. Like, everybody has their their niche. You know, Toilets the Titles is great, too. There's another one that's out there. Um, you know, I'm sorry for forgetting anyone. Obviously, um, um, you know, Farnsworth and the boys. Yes, sir. Want to give them a shout out. You know, I forget what's what's their part again. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Ankle Biters. Ankle Biters. Ankle Spark Biters. I love those guys. Um, so I just want to make sure every, you know, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting you, but I see you and yes. we see you and keep up the great work, everyone. Yeah. With that wonderful, wholesome note, I think it's a great way to end the show. <laughs> Froton and Lob, always a pleasure to have you guys on. Really appreciate you guys and appreciate all of you guys out there for listening in. Incredible show. Love it all. Hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed weekend. I'll see you guys next time.